Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. Jeffrey, doing, looking good there. He's added a tree. He's added a tree to the background. This is... This is that is a money tree? It is a money tree. I have a money tree. It's got more than it's got more value than my wallet right currently. So I'm hoping it rubs off on me. This is an idiotic question, but is it an actual tree or is it just plastic? No, no, it's real. I kept it alive. Wow. Yeah. There's a dead leaf over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Like, what, how, how dare you suggest that I use a plastic tree? Like, dude, I mean, there's no judgment. I just didn't know if it was a real tree or if it was a fake tree. I didn't know what it was. Then it would be a counterfeit money tree. Do you work with me? That's funny. Wow. So, and joined also, of course, by Ashley Gorbolja Maldonado. Ashley, how are you doing? Doing well. What, uh, what's, what's going on? Yeah, what, have you you haven't gained the coronavirus uh, twenty like the rest of us? So oh no, definitely have. Have I you? Oh totally. Oh completely. I've been working. I've been teleworking for a year now from home, and as much as I sit stand sit stand walk to my fridge, the sit stand walk to my fridge, I have yeah, yeah, all but of the above. That obviously, I, I am not in great shape. That all it's that all changes illusion. now that we've got a hundred miles for hope, and I, I, I'm at least three hundred miles from hope right now. So I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Jeff. great. Uh, well, I'm in great shape. We call the parallelogram. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah. the best shape then, that there is. Yeah, wait till you see my rhombus going down the street. It'll be something <laughs> special. It will be. Yeah, so, and I did, oh, uh, I, somebody was offering me kilts after I talked about how I was going to be going down the uh, down the uh, creek in my kayak, which, I, you know, like, I want to get it out and do it this weekend, but I think it still might be a little cold in Indiana. Um, I mean, the water's not that deep, so I suppose if I fell in, it would just be like, I'd be sort of like a shivering dog that was left out in the cold, but, I, I mean, I don't think I would drown. CV. Yeah, I, cold, I know. Cold water kilt, not great advertising for you. Just saying. Don't no, go there. There's nothing better visual. than a burly dude in a kilt, like looking like a wet dog. I'm sure. I feel like you'd have like a really thin, like collared, like kind of like hoodie or something on. You just, you would look so. I just, I'm just picturing something between Highlander and like. Aquaman. Like I'm just I'm picturing just like this bizarreness wow. between wow, like good. Jason Moma and Island. I'm like huh. maybe, just maybe, see I'll, it now. maybe I'll paint half my face blue while I do it too. I mean Yeah, like a because I've got like the a... homeless chic down pat. Like that I am mm. just I am ghetto fabulous when I'm canoeing. But the thing is I actually do most of my I do most of it in the middle of the night because I actually like being out in the dark more than I like being out in the day. But 
I know the so route I'm going to take. By the end, I won't even be paddling. I'll just be sitting there, hoping that the water takes me to where I'm going. Well, you guys yeah. are you guys are we're spending a lot of time talking about physical activity. Maybe I should uh, jump right into it. Well, how about if we? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we could. Let's uh, go for it. We could do that, Jeffrey. What you, want, you got for us? You want to go for it? Yeah. All right. Go for it. Now I presented this story idea because I feel like what we don't do enough is is brag on the Legion when they're doing things that people don't expect. And I'm going to get to 100 miles in a second, but I'm going to start with this new thing called My Legion. If you're not a Legionnaire or a son or an, a civilian who works for the American Legion, you probably don't know about this, but the American Legion is modernizing. I don't know if you heard that word properly. <laughs> we are modernizing the way that we communicate with national and the way that we communicate with each other as members of this fine organization. Therefore, we're going to engage and energize membership in new and fantastic ways that we don't even know about yet. So as of April 1st, if you have not logged into My Legion, uh, you're going to have to re-register. But if you re-register, it's going to be a single sign-on. You'll be able to do everything. You'll be able to buy swag like some people are wearing at the at the store because you'll be able to lo log right in and they'll know who you are. Uh, Mark has the old shirt, so he needs to log in and get some swag. I just found out today when I called Emblem Sales this morning to pay an overdue bill and found out that, yeah, they, have, <laughs> Got they actually have a, a member number for me. And I don't know if it actually mm -hmm. matches my actual member number or not. But, yeah, apparently we're going to synchronize everything from whether you're making a donation to your membership to doing purchases. I, shout out to super producer Holly and Jeff Stouffer that are just single-handedly dragging us into the 20th century. I mean, if we make it to the 21st century, <laughs> things are going to be lit. Uh, so this it should On be fire. fun. And Love it. just because, and also because we don't want people just sitting at the, sitting at the computer, marveling at my Legion, get, uh, gaining the next COVID-19 around their waist. We are also doing 100 Miles for Hope. We've talked about it before, but it's it's kicking off and we're ready to go. You have till September to get it done. And you don't even have to do the running and walking or you don't have to calculate things in miles like the, the red shirt way down there. This cool Michigan style logo is uh, in the maize and blue here is uh, a, big improvement over, a big improvement over that red Buckeye kind of looking thing. And uh, you can do activities 30 minutes at a 30 minutes at a time. And one of the categories is 44 categories. One of them is other. And I have some binge watching to do on Netflix. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make it through this. Oh, it's other. It's other. Super producer Holly's going, no. I would point out that I work for the National Judge Advocates Office, and uh, if you're looking for a ruling on whether binge-watching Netflix counts for your 100 Miles of Hope, I'm going to have to say no, counselor. I'm just going to put other. I, I do want to point out, though, that the blue shirts look pretty lit. I don't like the red because I look like the Kool-Aid man coming bursting through your wall like i'm not big on the oh, red i look yeah. like a balloon or something i don't know horrible so I, i'm kind of eager for the more subdued blue and yellow it is super producer super producer holly made those shirts you better check yourself and plus she it was red friday designed was both. remembering I, those deployed the blue, she defined, the blue she looks de legit the blue she designed looks both. really good yeah yeah so we are kudos uh, we, to super producer holly yeah we're we designed skills 
And we're the only ones who can see, but she's wearing the, the hat. I know. She's so. got extra swagger on today. So I, I will say that my goal for this 100 Miles for Hope, yes. by September, when this closes, the week before it closes, my goal, and this is probably an unreasonable goal, but my goal is to do 25 miles four times in that week. So I want to do 25 miles every other day for that last week to see if I can do 100 in that final week. Are you so, going to just like not do, we do get anything an extra until prize then? If, like, no, I no, do... no, no. No, I'm going to, I mean, I got to train. Like, <laughs> believe me, to get to 25 miles, you got to train. And I think I can do it. The problem is going to be my feet. But I'm telling you, Holly's, Holly's Super being Producer so an- Holly. She's being so animated because she thinks that you think that you're going to complete the whole. That's not what he's. He's not saying he's going to do the whole. Right. No, thing I'll do the hundred in one week. But you can only get you can only get three activity points per day. Is the is the thing? So you're going to have to you're going to have to put in some days into this. But April first to the end of September, or no, September uh, something. To it's, to do the to do the Boston yes. Marathon, I I trained about two and a half months. And could I walk 25 miles two days after the marathon? No, but <laughs> I, I could walk. Uh, so, you know, I, a lot of it's going to depend on how much weight I carry and everything else. But I, I'm telling you, I think I can do this. I think I can do an every other day approach, but we'll have to see. But I'm gonna, my goal for these, I'm going to do three different ones. I'm going to do, I'm definitely going to rock 100. That's going to be the easiest. I'm going to try to kayak 100 and i want to take one of my kids on each of my forays out into it and then my kids and i are going to do 100 playgrounds for hope we're going to go and and play on 100 different playgrounds not necessarily all you know opposed but dude i you think you talk about us getting the the coronavirus 19 my kids are going crazy like dude first of all they're on spring break right now which is not going well for any of us like i am eager for them to get back to school but man, my kids got to get out of the house. But as normally happens, I think the the temperature plummeted and we got rain and high winds and everything during their spring break. So they've been in this house now for like two weeks. I, I I'm ready to send them away. So well, now I want to I want to know what Ashley and Mahoz are gonna do for the hundred miles. Well, is, is Robert participating as well? He should be. I, I don't like like all things that I have to do as couples in my wife role is together. to make sure that bills get paid. He gets signed up and his membership gets renewed. Like these are all of the things I have to do for him. I love him to death, um, but I'm always like, "Hey, poke like poking the bear, right? Hey, did you do that?" But I will double check. I'm all squared away. I'm ready to go. So, I saw you on the app. Yeah, I'm on the app. It's official. So I, I am on the for, app as well. So you guys need, I think it's just my name, Mark CV, all is one. But I don't know how to look up other people. I, I'm not that far yeah, into uh, it. But. Right. Because you I'm don't have to be people, a member to participate, right? You so don't like, have to be a member. Barbara. I'm going to give a pro tip. Because the app shows your first name and last initial. So <laughs> Mark S could come up more than once. So, oh, so looking so. for you. So what I did is I made my first name Jeff Daly. And and there's a oh. picture in there, but it's really small. And unless you stick your whole face in there and like, people aren't going to figure out who it is. So I if I put Jeff Daly all mushed together as my first name. So I come up as Jeff Daly D. So you'll be able to find me on there. And let's, <laughs> okay. let's, all, let's all party together for 100 miles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do intend to, like I, you know, 
I already told you guys before, like I joined a gym. I am working out twice a week. I am, you know, either biking now that the weather's getting nicer here in DC. I want to, I'm biking and walking. Um, my goal really is like, I'd love to lose like 15 pounds. People are like, if you see me, people are like, whoa, you don't have 15 pounds to lose. No, I definitely do. Like, you know, when you are not feeling your optimal, right? So like, that's how I've been feeling. So I am very excited for this challenge. I'm excited to do it with friends and be encouraged. Um, cause I also want to, you know, beat Jeff daily. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's my there's my motivation. I got I gotta be honest. When I picture Jeff doing this, like I have such a jaded view of Los Angeles in general. I'm like, I don't I just even picture... know what you do out there. Like I don't like to me, LA is like a post apocalyptic wasteland where if you go out, there's like zombies coming at you. And I, I don't know what you have available to you. Well, I if, know if for that me, was it's true, easy. if that was true, I could run from them. And then I but would get you, all of you, my points. I just picture you with like, I just picture you like panning over to the camera, donning on a pair of shades. Looks like another day in LA. And then yeah. you just do, 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 do. It's, and then like, you're just running. On my Jeff Peloton. Daly zombie land. I'm going to get my Peloton. Yes. And, uh, you know, and whatever else is trendy right now, that title machine or. Yeah. Do you have a Peloton? No, I do not have a Peloton. Oh, I was going to say, that would have. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I got a special trainer. I do it with Barbara Streisand like twice a week. Like, I didn't know where that was going, but yeah. I just think of that SNL skit where they've got the the mirror, like the personal trainer in the mirror thing, and then like they have like the different folks that like pop in. They're like, "Have you been in here too long?" I'm like, get back to work. <laughs> this is great for anyone who's interested who likes good laugh follows SNL. <laughs> Peloton bikes, fitness, all of that. There's some good, they've got some good skits. So that's, I think it's going to be, I think it's kind of awesome for, I think, first of all, we're going to be the best looking uh, national veterans organization by far at the end of this. And we're going to have camaraderie above all. And I, I think next year we should challenge the other ones to see who's going to get better participation. I just do, huh? I'm going to have mm. to suggest that. I'm gonna have to suggest that. I'm gonna call them out. But this year, I haven't I haven't come up with what we're gonna what I'm gonna challenge you guys to yet. But I'm gonna challenge you both to something. I got to figure out like, I mean, I could send. Uh, I don't know. We'll make you wear something. The national on judge advocate. Or, oh yes. Our national judge advocate sent me three text messages in the span of about ten minutes about 100 miles for hope, and he's like, "Did you register yet? Are you on kilter yet? Do you have a name?" On? And I was like. I don't know what his deal is, so I, I I did it, you know, under duress. I was like, dude, why are you so <laughs> insistent on this? And he's like, I want to be the first division that has 100% compliance. So, yes, what? it's two the National you. Judge Advocate and I both registered. The entire division is now in the 100 miles for, like, I, I don't know what bragging rights that gets us. Like, does that come up in a director's meeting? Like, I just can't fathom. But he was very insistent, so I signed up. He is probably doing 100 birdies for Hope which is where he goes to the golf course and everybody, he will have a hundred birdies by next Tuesday, but I'm sure he's using this as an excuse with his wife. Like, Oh honey, you know, I'd really, really like to mow the lawn, but I I'm short by 86 birdies. And then he'll go out there and <laughs> golf again. If I had uh, to guess, I don't know that for sure, but that would be my supposition. 
All right. So, so there we go. Modern, the modern fit, wow. the modern fit legion. We're a lean fighting machine. Well, we don't fight anymore except for veterans' rights and things like that. But uh, we will wow. be lean and fit while we do it. Woo! All right. Well, so excited. I'm so out of shape right now. I think I need to take a 30 second ad break here to recover from that discussion and maybe catch my breath. But we will be back in 30 seconds. Delete. 100 Miles for Hope is back, and we're taking it to the next level. This year, you can choose over 40 different activities and track your progress on a handy mobile app. We have sweet swag to commemorate your journey, including tech shirts, baseball caps, hoodies, pins, patches, and challenge coins. All proceeds from these purchases support veterans and military families through the Veterans and Children Foundation. Head to legion.org slash 100 miles to get started. All right, we are back. Much better rested now that we've had that. And we are going to Ashley for story number two. Oh, yeah. All right. So let me just pull up my pull up my quick notes because this is a super important topic. I want to make sure that I get the folks that introduced this legislation right. So for those that are aware or not aware, there is an organization called the Global War on Terrorism Memorial Foundation. And for a while, and I want to say maybe since about 2015, 2016 time frame, uh, a, f- a friend of mine, um, Mike Rod- Rodriguez, he goes by Rod, um, he's the president emeritus of this foundation. And the whole premise is it was founded upon creating a, um, a global war on terrorism memorial on the National Mall. For, for those of us who are who have served in OEF, OAF, all of the above, you know, we've been in war for about 20 years now. And that's a whole era of veterans who have been serving. And from a historical standpoint, you know, um, and CV, or you might be able to, was it the Vietnam Memorial? Was that the one, which one was the one that took 70 years? That is the, yeah, the World War II Memorial. It was a World War II. Forever okay. and a day. Now, the American Legion was instrumental in the Vietnam Memorial as well, but correct, right? It, 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 it seems as time goes on and we get more memorials on, it becomes phenomenally more complicated. So just mm-hmm. getting the World War II one, right? So this is obviously like impasse. It's taken a long time. So the Global War on Terrorism Memorial Foundation set on on a mission to secure you know a location on the National Mall and get this bill while. Folks are still around to enjoy it, right? So more or less recently, right? So a group of post-9-11 veterans in Congress are pushing President Joe Biden to back a measure to build the planned Global War on Terrorism Memorial on the National Mall. So for the country overall, you know, uh, a bipartisan panel of about 25 veterans in Congress penned a letter asking President Biden to support the memorial and its location, or excuse me, the full, the full title is the Global War on Terrorism Memorial Location Act Publicly, the final step needed to greenlight construction of the memorial. So essentially, supporting the creation of the Global War on Terrorism Memorial would be a continuation of our commitment to ensuring, rec- or ensuring recognition to our nation's service members, veterans, and civilians for their service, said the letter spearheaded by Representatives Jared Golden, a Democrat from Maine, and Van Taylor, uh, Republican from Texas, with your endorsement, we can be. Co- we are confident this memorial will quickly gain the support needed to become law. 
So right now there is three proposed uh, areas and where they're thinking about putting this on the National Mall, which is really cool. Um, for those of you who are familiar, so like the first one is, uh, I would say, if, if you're looking at a map, True North. So it would be like the, yeah, it would be like northeast of the Vietnam uh, Veterans Memorial. The second location is closer to the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial. So that's more south, so like West Potomac Park. And then the third is, would be like northeast of, and like halfway through the reflecting pool going towards the World War II Memorial. Uh, that's the third location that they're proposing. I know I'm personally, I'm, I like the third location just because like I've walked the National Mall enough and I know that that's like the best space where it's going to get the attention, the like kind of the walkthrough traffic and um, we'll keep it at least separated. I felt like the Vietnam um, Veteran Memorial was too close and plus like it's right there by the street. There's a lot of parking. It's eh. um, And then the second one like West Potomac Park, way too far away for me, like. That needs to be, I would think, like front and center is 20 the, years of war, right? The only thing about number that one was that I think that's down where like the paddle boats and the... Uh, it's waterfront. Hamilton yeah. Memorial, Jefferson Memorial. I don't even remember what's down there, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's a little it's weird. Like it's like, it's past uh, Martin Luther King's Memorial and it's, yeah. it's closer to Franklin Delano Roosevelt's Memorial, but like that's, I mean... If you're walking that from like the Lincoln Memorial, that's oh, that's, a, that's, past, that's a hump. That's yeah. I mean, especially with the, if you're with the fam. So, I'm really excited for this. Like, I've been watching this grow from when Rod first kind of you know took over, and he's president emeritus now. But so excited to see this moving because I know American Legion is supporting it as well, and I'm, I'm sure Mark, you have something on it for yeah. us. But just want to get your guys' opinion on this. What do you think about this? Well, I. Uh been sitting here like I've missed most of the semester of a course because I have zero idea where what I I don't know the mall and you guys talk about locations one two northeast Potomac place where people battle and none of it <laughs> none of it none of it registers with me so thankfully Holly's going to link to the the map in the show notes as she has uh, chatted with us my question really about this project is this and I don't want to seem like a naysayer as he as he naysays, but don't most of the memorials happen when the conflict has ended? That's a good and, point. And it is it, could it be a different memorial a a year, two, five, ten after this one gets approved? And um, I don't know. It's it it's it seems I think we should end it before building something that's memorial being the root word memory uh referencing the past mm -hmm. and unless we think that it's never going to end and then it could just be a a perpetual <laughs> memorial we just have a never-ending water feature i think you bring up a fair point because you know even in some of the literature on on their website, you know, it's it's really to memorialize, you know, a war with no end in sight. And if we cannot continue to put pressure on folks in Congress and on on the decision makers on this, then you know, really there there is no end in sight. And it's providing a, a focal point for our nation's continued recognition recognition for those who have given their lives to serve and protect us all. And I think in a in a, a way, I. I see it as this, a living memorial, if you think about it, right? Because it's, 
you know, it's, it's the memorial would honor, heal, unite, and empower. And I, I truly believe that. Um, but, you know, like, uh, just thinking about the World War II memorial, like, if it took us 70 years to finally be like, oh, let's do this thing, it's over. Like, I don't know, maybe this will help kick us on the butt to finally get this closed out, this this chapter right now. Who knows, right? Maybe I'm being well, too optimistic. The World, I... War, the World War II thing is different. There's, a, there's somewhere between 70 years after the fact and not done yet. So it, uh, perhaps getting it approved now for... Uh, to, to break ground, you know, when we have victory yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, they're just looking at getting the location locked down now. Mm-hmm. There, there's still 27 steps after that before you actually can walk to the memorial. So your point is well taken. We're not out yet. Uh, and we'll be discussing that later uh, in the podcast about some of that stuff. But Part of it is just it's going to take so long to get this thing built that guys like me probably won't be around when it's when it's going up anyway. Um, but Ashley had mentioned that we uh, the American Legion has supported it and we have we've actually we passed a resolution on this back in uh, 2017 and we've reiterated it uh, quite a bit. But we support the American Battle Monuments Commission to serve as the administrator uh, and to come up with an area on the National Mall etc it, it's still going to be a fairly lengthy process so um yeah i mean we better be out of this by then by the time this thing gets built i would i would hope i mean the casualty rate in the the wars on terrors has obviously gone down significantly um we're not seeing you know the same volume of obviously casualties and but at this point both afghanistan and iraq want us out i don't think we're going to stick around too much longer if we're not needed but yeah, we will see. So uh, going from there to our third topic, Chinese fighter pilot says Taiwan is all ours after being asked to lead the airspace. This is in Newsweek, and I'm going to segue off of this. This is kind of a scary proposition. Um, a, a escort of Chinese fighters flew over the Taiwan Straits and then over Taiwan itself. And when the Taiwan uh, military said, hey, you're, in, you're invading our airspace, get out, the Chinese fighter pilot responded, this is ours. This is all ours. And that's not great. Uh, it's to anyone paying attention. It's not entirely unexpected. China still maintains that Taiwan is theirs, that the there is no separate entity, Taiwan. Uh, it, they did the same thing with Hong Kong. And look how fast China took over Hong Kong. Uh, the U.S. has at least tacitly said we will support Taiwan. Uh in any way possible and kudos to the biden administration they are definitely stepping up a little more uh, hardcore on this not that not that trump didn't and i don't mean to sound it that way but uh the biden administration is taking a pretty hard line approach on this uh we do a lot of military battle gaming type things and right now it doesn't look good for us uh in terms of being able to counter this but the biden administration did send a ambassador um, to a, a meeting between Palau and Taiwan that's happening this week. Um, so we're at least taking a high line approach, but boy, a, a war with China over Taiwan uh, looks pretty realistic, I think. Now, I, don't, I don't think it's quite as far-fetched as it has been in the past, but Jeff, what did you think on this one? You know, as I was, as I was looking at this story, it reminded me of uh, 
some of my criticism against the direction that the Marine Corps is going in and uh, getting rid of tanks and I, I believe island, island hopping warfare was uh, referenced by the, the current commandant. And he's, he's turning out to be Nostradamus on this because it's, uh, it's, it looks like it could be happening and this, this lighter, more mobile, quick get in and out of uh, skirmishes way in, in an island environment, it does look like it's gonna be a very real and needed uh, solution. And uh, so I, I, I guess uh, I have to kind of step back on my criticism on, you know, changing the entire way that a branch of service fights and getting rid of tanks, which at the time was like, there are things that only tanks can do. There are tank things that you need in war. And, uh, and he was right. That's why he's got stars and I had chevrons, I guess. So it's, uh, so I will get, I will give it to him for that. And I will say publicly on air, and nobody can ever say that I've never done this. I may possibly, potentially, but not hundred percent certainly, could have been wrong. Wow, he wrong? No, just kidding. Wow, <laughs> wow. wow. Ashley, what did you think on this one? Yeah, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I, I think, as the title invokes, you know, there's there's definitely some flirting with danger here, and. Um, it's something I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching very closely, just from like a national security and like policy standpoint, as to how the administration continues to to handle um, some of these. I would say kind of like aggressive aggressive moves, right? Um, it's just tough with China being just such a you know powerhouse for for a better or for lack of a better word. Like I think for a long time they just they weren't on radar, and now they're you know their GOP, all the stuff that they've got going on. Yeah. GDP, excuse me, not GOP. I knew it. I knew <laughs> what you GOP. GOP, G GDP. GDP. Yeah, their GDP yeah. is just is wild. I just think about all of the interconnections we have with China. And if, uh, if something like this were to be that line, it's like, oh boy. Ooh, holding my breath, America. Well, you, you bring up a cool, an interesting point. Would an economic war be equally or more devastating than yeah. than an actual uh, physical war? I mean, I don't. I think so. I mean, if you think about how, I mean, I mean, I probably could look all in my office here and tell you we wouldn't so have many, many of these I wouldn't have my anymore. Phone, right, you, you've got phone, you've got tech. I mean, if you look at all of the things that are being, you know, produced and um, exported, be American tough. I think flags. America would have to look inward, and we would have to invest in our our infrastructure, our employment, economic opportunities. Like we would have to start making stuff at home. You know what I mean? Like. I, I think that there would there's a lot of things that would have to happen, but those are just kind of the first few that come to mind. But again, like this is it, it literally could have a global it could literally have a global effect. And yeah, uh, because if American workers start having to make things, American workers unionize and American workers are going to get paid more and those things are going to cost more. The, and the, yeah, go ahead. Stevie. I, the only thing I would say to that is China has nothing to gain from that either. Uh, I, I get 100 percent. If I understood where you were going, holding up the phone, it's the rare earth elements, 
the minerals and the things that we need. That's probably the scariest proposition to me, but I do know that they, uh, and I only know, know this because I own stock in the company, but there's a company in California that's actually mining uh, some of these rare earth elements now. Uh, but that's the, that's the scary proposition. But I mean, you know, I, I don't think China has anything to gain from the economic fight either. My biggest fear is just if they, if they decide they're taking Taiwan, that it's theirs, like, they can move pretty quick. They're a lot closer to Taiwan than we are, and they've got assets in the area, and we don't, we're not even close to having enough. And that's, it's, you know, the longer the fight drags on, the better off we are. But man, those first weeks, hold on to your pants because those, it's going to be, it's going to be some rough sailing, as it were. So, you know, we will see. But with that, we will take our second break, and I really hope it's not some sort of, uh, rare earth mining operation in china that has our uh has our, our ad spot our today I, I i'm gonna assume it is not uh being that we're the american legion so all right we will be back in just a few seconds the american legion is veterans strength in america we're in your community supporting veterans service members and their families enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism our members are passionate about these core values Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. All right, and now we are back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we are here for your favorite segment, the Rapid Fire, which has never been particularly rapid. Uh, so we're working on it. It's a work in progress, people. All right, first thing, uh, Jeff, you're going to love this one. Online Sting reveals clues to missing ammunition and explosives from a California Marine base. Marine Corps seems to be closing in on a group of Marines who allegedly stole and attempted to sell ammunitions and explosives from Camp Pendleton. At least five Marines with the 1st Reconnaissance Battalion stationed at Camp Pendleton, California, allegedly stole thousands of rounds of ammo and some explosives. When one of the Marines attempted to sell online, he was caught in a sting by federal agents. There's so much in that short snippet I gave you, but we've got we've got it, one of the one of the things was about one of the recon Marines who was kind of wrapped up in this investigation. And he's claiming total innocence, of course, but he was like a 28 year old master sergeant. Did I read that? like the dude's got it going on, and then he does something so colossally stupid? I, I'm I'm flummoxed by this. Now, I get that the cost of ammunition has gone through the roof, and it's probably worth more than its weight in gold at this point if you could find 5.56 rounds. But, Jeff, what do you think about this one? I think what I'm first going to do is is say that any organization, 10% of the people are dirtbags. The unfortunate thing is, in the Marine Corps, they may be dirtbags, but they're still highly skilled, productive, and full of potential to succeed in whatever mission they put their mind to. And so these guys, they were able to pull this off until a point, right? And then uh, I I think they went beyond their skill set in distribution and, and got, and got busted. And, and and at first I was also, because I read the, I just read the, the notes here at first and said after a sting operation, now, if there's one thing I don't think the Marine Corps is probably very good at themselves is a sting operation. We don't, yeah, we don't have lawyers. We don't have, we don't have any of that stuff. Uh, we just use the Navy people for those, for those kind of things. So, but then I read, and it was a, it was a federal, an unnamed federal um, law enforcement agency, 
so yeah, that's um, you don't come out <laughs> right. You don't, have to, you don't have to work too hard. So I, I don't, I don't think you come out against uh, people who were, you know, recon people who are recon, unless the case is really strong. Um, I, I think there's going to be some people going down. That's my, that's my thought. And, uh, I don't, I just hope that the, the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps ethos, uh, that is out there that, that people associate with it isn't, hasn't been harmed too long, but, um, you know, the Lincoln assassination didn't harm us for very long. So we'll probably get through this as well. Or the Kennedy, the Kennedy association, Holly's a uh, super producer. Holly's looking around like crazy. Yeah. Those were all Marines. The, the only ones I, who could make the shot. Ashley, is this, is this now, is this now going to be part of the safety briefing on a, on a weekend? Remember, don't drink and drive, you know, don't, don't marry don't the girl you met ammo. yesterday. Don't steal ammo and sell it on eBay. Like, are we going to have to sit through that now? Uh, probably. Well, here's the thing. And a fun side story, and I'll try to keep it rapid. When I was in training, I had to be a battle buddy to a young woman who uh, actually tried to send, like, expelled, like, cat, like round, like, the, the brass back home through the mail. Yeah. Stupid, not great, just not smart. So here I am being like at random being told to just go with this person who's getting her like face melted off by this first sergeant that we had who was so high speed. She was just like tearing into her. She's like, are you an idiot? Why? And like, as soon as I read this, I was like, flashback. Oh no, terrible. That was like my first like ever experience with like somebody like trying to just like send or do stuff. And right, like that's not even the full ammo. That's just the expel around. That's the brass, the empty casing, right? And I remember being an NCO and I had to do the Army's Ammo 62, which I think is like technical transportation hazardous materials. Like I had to take all of these long certificates. Like these things take time to learn and to be like a select group of folks that are in charge of this. Like ammo is no joke. It is explosive. Like it is not something to be toyed or played with. Okay. I mean, I've run enough ammo sheds to know, but idiots. Yeah. Dumb. I, it, I mean, dumb. I don't think if it's a bunch of E3s <laughs> acting like idiots. Wow. When it's E7s doing it and they're recon Marines at that, that's just crazy town. All right, rapid fire two. Uh, you said that was an E eight that you said. E eight, yeah, that was yeah, a master. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump Afghan pullout deal unachievable, uh, unachievable says ex Pentagon leader, and I, I don't really like the including the Trump thing in here, but the story itself kind of wild. Um, the May first deadline to remove all U.S. troops from Afghanistan is not a deadline that could have ever been achieved, said former Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel. I think it's time that we have to leave, and I think we will leave, but it has to be done responsibly. Here is my issue with this entire story. Haven't we been responsibly leaving for like 10 years? Yeah. Like when I was in Afghanistan the last time was 10 years ago. And at the time I was there with a bunch of guys who were logistical guys who were supposed to be getting. How long does it take for us to get out? At what point can we just be like, you know what? Turn out the lights. Everybody get on the damn plane. Jeff, what do you think on this one? I think it's probably more complicated than that it's yeah, I mean, uh yeah. yeah i mean you can you can every you know didn't mike tyson say everybody has a plan until they get so punched in the push. mouth yeah. um so <laughs> yeah you can you can plan and then 
things happen and, and it uh, and it can backfire on you. I am curious. Can I? I'm curious about this since it's rapid. I want to get to it. It's. I wonder if this is a misprint. It said Hagel was a retired sergeant. No, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. He's a Vietnam veteran. Hold, please. Okay. How do you retire as a sergeant? Medical, medical retirement. Medical, medical retirement. Gotcha. I was like, oh, he got in trouble. So, oh uh, no, no, he was, <laughs> no. Chuck, Chuck Hagel was legit. He was not. I have uh, friends. I have friends like that. Their rank is like a, a cardiogram. <laughs> <laughs> we all have that friend, and somehow I, we still love them, and I care do, for I them. Do, I do. I do them. have a buddy who uh, I'll just say he is uh, well documented with medals. Who did say that his. The sweetest rank he ever achieved was specialist for the third time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I'm a big fan mm. of that mentality. But Ashley, what do you got on this one? Um, I think it just kind of rolls back into our like our, our second topic, right? We're talking about the you know Global War on Terrorism Memorial Foundation and this indefinite, oh, yeah, we're, we're trying, but we're not there yet. And that was like 10 years ago. And it's like... When are we just going to put our foot down, right? And, um, you know, it, I'm pretty sure, I'm trying to think what the timeline was for um, for Chuck Hagel. He, remind me again, he was... Oh, well, he was... was when, was, when was he the uh, defense secretary? I'm trying to remember what years. Uh, I've got it pulled up here. He was uh, defense secretary from 2013 to 2015. So he was oh, okay. part of the drawdown, I, like... That's why mm-hmm. I, I get a little okay. dicey. I mean, like, like, dude, you were kind of in charge of this, so. Yeah, and I've I've met the guy. Actually, fun fun fact: I got to present a um, lifetime achievement award to him at the with the Washington Center. Uh, that was really cool. I got to introduce him and read his bio, and that's why I know. No, he was he was that. definitely a stud. I mean, he's got yeah, oh, yeah, I think totally three purple oh hearts, and yeah, he he got he was in the Seventh uh, Infantry Regiment uh, mm-hmm. of the Ninth Infantry Division. Uh, he's got two purple hearts and he's got the combat infantry badge, which is the only one that really matters to me for the most part, <laughs> but yeah, but, no, he's, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah no, he, total, total stud. I just, uh, this is just such a heavy, like, yeah, you, just, I, you, you think you're making progress and then you just, you read this and like, you're like, nope, we're still there. We're still here. I hey mean, guys. I, you remember there was talk, was, is Trump going to be able to get all the troops out of Afghanistan by the time... The election rolls around. Well, apparently, not even that plus a year. I, I don't. Know. It's crazy. Well, you know, then it, it's a weird, it's a weird political move because then, like, if if you're trying to do like this quick, rapid drawdown right at the end of the administration, and then it's like, okay, well, then like you're either setting up the next administration to either be like the good guy or the bad guy, depending on how this turns out, right? And I think as we look at the different administrations as we've gone through since this has been going on, like. There's just like you said, it's like this. Yeah, that's why I didn't really like the Trump inclusion on this because it's just like Trump, this crazy line. If you, if you draw him down too fast, you would have taken heat. If you don't draw him down fast enough, you take heat. All right, yep. it's you know at the end we just need to get out. All right, uh, timeline. I guess this is uh, equal time for the other side here. Um, we got two stories: one from the Military Times, one from Defense News. First, VA uh, reform plans at risk as the White House slow to fill leadership positions. And the second one, top-level nominee still missing at DOD three months after first announcements. And I won't go through these, but basically all the high-level spots at the VA, we have no nominees yet. And we're talking like top health official, top benefits official, 
all the undersecretaries, the Memorial Affairs chief, etc. And then on the DOD side, there are 61 Senate confirmed roles. So far, we have three nominations. Uh, not a great look. Uh, how, how how big a hindrance is this? And I'll start with you, Ashley. You know, from someone who works as a, a government employee and has been through a Trump administration and now working in a, a Biden administration, you know, there's differences. Um, there's definitely there's stark contrast. I will say that, and that's from personal experience. But what I will say is that operationally, like it's business as usual, like business does not stop. Right. So you could have somebody who is a political appointee, who's, who's up at the top, who's kind of, you know, enforcing the, the direction. But at the end of the day, like your mid-level, like, you know, GS, like 13, 14 employees below, like those are the workhorses. Like those are the people like, and then all the way down are continuing to make things happen. Like business doesn't stop. So I'm not personally necessarily like torn about this because I want goodness to fit and I want folks that aren't just being selected based on like a, a partisan view, but somebody who's going to like really help unify and better the organizations that they're in. So I personally would rather have goodness to fit the right folks in there. Um, but people are still working and doing the things they need to do. Um, so I, I, it doesn't concern me as much as I think maybe others would. Jeff. Yeah. Uh Sorry, actually, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit here. I, I think that uh, the day-to-day the -day work is being done because it has to be done. Uh, mm -hmm. But you need those upper-level people who are advocating for better resources to get it done, for better policies for the, that, that, that make the work get done. And the fact, and, I, and I, I don't share the optimism that the delay is going to stop it from becoming political appointees. There's still going to be political appointees and they're still going to have partisan agendas and how they want the organization to be run. And it's, it's from the outside looking in, it looks like, it looks like that the veterans administration isn't a priority. And because if you, if you only have three that have been nominated because you control both houses and you, so you, you can get them, you can get them approved, but to only have three of, I think he said, 60, you said 65, 61, 61, three of 61, even nominated to me says it's not a priority. And that's where, that's where I, that's where the tea leaves are sending me. And I, I think there's a problem in, uh, I'm going to write a resolution when we yeah. get off so that I can give CD so, something to do. So do you think, so if, if the holdup is okay, so I just want to make sure we're, we're clarifying. So, only three people in total nominated have gone through selected no. clear, right? Okay. No. I just want to make sure like that's Only not what we're talking about. Only three have been nominated. Only that's three where... nominated. So, okay. yeah, we're, you know, if it was only three had been confirmed, I wouldn't. And I actually agree with both of you on this. With Ashley, in terms of like like day-to-day, -day, I don't think this changes anything. I, I've never really looked at the political appointees to really provide any of the actual grunt work. But on the other hand, I agree with Jeff that like three is just a bad look. Like you've got to have, I mean, he got elected in November. We need to have, a, you have to have a list of people that are competent that can get in there. But, you know, it, 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 this isn't only the, this administration or anything else. I know they were having trouble under the last mm -hmm. administration getting people in there. It was bad enough that I, I got some emails about it. Um, and, you know, it is, it is what it is. But I don't think it changes what actually gets done by 
you got to nominate some people, dude. You got to you got to yeah. get those people up there. And Concur. and Jeff's right in terms of if you and I found it kind of weird the way the article said it was VA reform plans at risk. Yes, the re, the any reform plans are at risk when you don't have people there that are going to enact your reforms. Actual mm-hmm. getting people the services they need and stuff that's never going that's not going to change. That it's the political appointees are just going to do any reforms that the administration thinks are necessary. I'd rather I'd rather see the VA with no, uh, you know, with next to no anyway political appointees. I I I don't think I concur. I, I don't think it's germane, but whatever, you know. Uh, rapid fire number four seven seven out of ten coasties are now vaccinated. Coast Guard says uh, more than two thirds of the Coast Guard's total workforce has been vaccinated as of Friday. More than six hundred thousand active duty guard reserve the only reason i'm bringing this up is uh hey, hey uh, kudos to the coast guard getting 70 percent is pretty pretty high That's speed awesome. when we're seeing stories about how two-thirds of army guys and marines are like oh hell no i'm not taking yeah. that thing so uh jeff what do you, i mean what do you think of this one um i think yeah good on the coasties for that and 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 i'm gonna say it this is gonna be twice in one show or i'm gonna say something people don't expect me to say you're wrong? No, God, I've no. only seen that once ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only the potential for being wrong. I never explicitly said that I was wrong. But in this one, I'm going to say to the to my Coast Guard people out there, you're leading the way and we all need to follow. I yes. never thought I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Coast Guard, it's, I, I still, I the fact that right the Coast now. Guard didn't get paid during the shutdown has forever jaded me, I suppose, towards the federal government and in favor of the Coast Guard. Those guys, nobody has done more for less love than the Coast Guard in the history of man, as far as I'm concerned. But Ashley, what'd you think on this one? Kudos to my Coasties. That's all I'm saying. Like, everybody better follow suit. Like, get vaccinated. I just had my first shot. I am so excited. I'm still trying to convince family to get the shot. Get vaccinated, people. Like, armed against covid Serious. Oh, like, I so we were look we were looking for mail before. Yeah, we're probably gonna get it now. What? Well, like, here, oh, you, what? all right. You want mail? Here, I'll give you mail. I I find it absolutely hilarious the whole discussion about vaccine passports, and I don't want to get into whether the government should mandate all this crap. I don't care about any of that. That's way outside my scope. But. I have a vaccine passport, as do you, as do you. All of us have had it. That little yellow card that you had to carry from one duty station to the next. And when I went to, the last time when I went to uh, uh, Africa with the Marine Corps, I had to take my little yellow passport and go add yellow fever shots to it. I can't tell you how not terrified of the idea of a passport I am. I totally get that the government shouldn't be involving, like, you know, this is coming from... But the idea of a passport is suddenly going to be the anchor around it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I still know where my little yellow vaccine passport is. <laughs> so I, I, it's not quite as terrifying to me as, as others might, I guess, expect. But I just and, want everyone to know out there that I have said nothing that these two are saying. Address listen, your mail. I just want to clarify, address your mail folks. To them. I, my background is in public health. I openly am a like pro vaxxer. That's who I am as a person. Like I understand not everyone has that same view, but I'm just saying kudos. Like I just want to be able to spend time with my family a little bit sooner. Like I just collectively, like I think we can do this and it's been a long year. 
I welcome yeah, I the right wing it. hate mail because you guys are way behind the left wing on hating <laughs> on me. I'm not saying anything about about the efficacy of having. That's fine, y'all. Saying, just write the letters to me. Right. Yeah, it's cool. I don't I'm care. just saying I, I I have a hard time getting too panicky, Pete, about the federal government demanding that I carry around a vaccine passport <laughs> when I've been doing that for 25 years. It really hasn't changed my life all that much. I kind of don't care, but. I get why people are concerned about it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, dude, when you join the military, you do all kinds of crazy things that don't make a lot of sense. All right, Jeffrey, let's go to you on the uh, shout out. I know you got one. All right, I'm just going to try to do this one really, really, really quickly. I'm going to mess up this man's name. His name is Bruce Iannuccillo. He's 58. He's in the Smithfield, Rhode Island, post number 64. And he took issue with a news report that said, talked about the impending slow death of VFW and American Legion. And he got them to write a story quoting him as saying, hey, we're still here. We're not dead. All the veterans, all the veterans in the area are welcome to join. We're like, we're waiting for you. And he, he, he didn't just say it like he wasn't just like, oh, no, I'll get you back. He mentioned the Legion Act, and he mentioned how, like, the Cold War vets and basically anybody from World War II to still serving is uh, el- is eligible. So I'm giving Bruce, I'm not going to say that last name again in case I say it wrong, but I'm going to shout out Bruce. I'm going to shout out the that post there in Smithfield, and I'm going to shout out the news agency that not <laughs> that printed one story and then let somebody counter it with a story and I think kudos to all. And I hope that I hope that that uh, post in Smithfield grows exponentially. And we see them at national convention walking in there like in an action movie with Bruce in the front and like a hundred guys behind him. Yeah, we're here and we're we're ready to go. That's what I. That's my wish. I think Smith isn't Smithfield, Rhode Island. The uh, the ham people isn't it Smithfield hands? I believe that's the. Uh... Is it the same town? I, I think it is, but I'm not positive. But uh, Rhode Island is uh, is kind of an interesting state either way. Ashley, you got a <laughs> shout out for us today? I do. So this was an article that we posted um, about a South Dakota uh, uses social media to honor female legionnaires. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out. Um, let me find the post really quick. So, for example, uh, like March 7, post, uh, post 207, member uh, Wendy Wayman from Stafford, South Dakota was honored. So, like, they did kind of this cool mock-up. Um, so, just really, like, kudos to the Department of South Dakota's, like, Facebook page, Instagram page on social media, honoring their legionnaires uh, by showcasing the amazing their amazing story. So, kudos. That's from, our, uh, from one of Holly's favorite people. I was uh, gonna say that would be our uh, DSO up there in South yeah, Dakota. Courtney Van Zanten is, yes. runs all that. I I have named her the face of the Legion. But, she, <laughs> but I told, I also told her that Jarek's giving her a lot of competition. Yeah, uh, he he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> My shout out uh, real quick, and this will, will re endear me to the right that's busily uh, writing their uh, letters, but. I want to do a shout out, uh, rest in peace to George Gordon Battle Liddy, who passed away this morning, more famously known as G. Gordon Liddy, uh, one of my favorite people in the entire world. And his uh, his book, Will, if you've never read his autobiography, Will, it's spectacular. It's one of the reasons I joined the Army. And uh, I met Mr. Liddy on several occasions. I went to his studio several times to meet him, and he was just such a wonderful, wonderful man in person uh and 
Rest in peace, sir. You, he led a heck of a life. His uh, his book where he talks about the Watergate break-ins and uh, spending his time in prison. But one of the greatest things about G. Gordon Liddy that I loved was that he was the FBI agent who arrested Dr. Timothy Leary, who uh, started the research into LSD. And despite the fact that G. Gordon Liddy is the one who arrested him, they became lifelong friends. And they went on a tour in the 80s where Mr. Liddy and Mr. Dr. Leary would go around to colleges and argue the left-hand point of view and the right-hand point of view. And they were friends. I, I, I can't say this enough. Like, we do not need to be enemies with people on the other side of the aisle. G. Gordon Liddy lived that, and I couldn't appreciate it more. So rest in peace, sir. Uh, fair winds and all that. So anything else for the good of the cause, Jeff, Ashley? Oh, no, I just, I think you're going to get more mail now than Ashley. It's be a contest. And Challenge I'm accepted. Gonna, I'm just going to be our really listeners. Po- I'm just going to be like, really popular. You're, I mean, we're, we're a what? We're, well, we're about a year listeners. in. I think some folks kind of know what to expect from me. I mean, we had a bingo card, for goodness sakes. Like, you know, there's there's certain things you expect to come out of my mouth, right? Like, I'll, I'll keep it well-rounded, but, like, you know, I'm down. Like, you I expected to see a dog it. in the background today, and we haven't had no, one at no, all. no pups. They're they're sunbathing right now. Nice, nice. So, all right, folks. Well, thank you. Uh, remember that you can. Uh, you always should be. Hopefully, you're already getting our uh, podcasts on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you've subscribed to it wherever. Actually, do all of them. It'll help us. Uh, and then when you're on there, don't forget to rate us five stars. And leave us a review, and you can always send us feedback. And still waiting on those love notes for uh, for Jeff. You can intermix them. You should you should attack me about vaccine passports and send your phone number to Jeff at the same time. Send us the same email. <laughs> I will make sure it gets routed accordingly. Uh, for everyone else, we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>